Welcome to the Lovemakers Podcast, your guide to navigating love and relationships, brought to you by Inner Meets Outer, and your hosts, Jade Huang and Daniel Meyer, partners both in life and in coaching. Each episode will share practical tips and insights for all stages of your relationship journey. This podcast is part of Inner Meets Outer's mission to empower you with agency and gratitude, both in your love life and your life at large. So join us as we dive into the world of love together. Welcome to Lovemakers Podcast, our first podcast. You're joined here by myself, Daniel, and my lovely partner, Jade. In our first podcast, we are reviewing the past, past 2023. And we're also going to be looking towards 2024 and how to level up your 2024 in both your relationship and personally. Why, though, do we want to look back on 2023? Why is it important to do that? It's the same reason you check your refrigerator or you check your cabinets before you go to the grocery store because you need to check where you are in that moment, where you are with your groceries. How much milk do I have? How many chips, bags of chips do I have? And more importantly, how many jars of peanut butter do I have? So you do this so that you don't go to the store and come back with your fifth carton of milk or your 20th jar of peanut butter. Although 20 jars of peanut butter, that might be kind of low. So (laughs) that's okay. So that's why we look back at 2023 to take stock, like take inventory of where we're both at as an individual and in our relationship. And Jade, I know you love your neuroscience. So maybe you can share with us a little bit of why we do this in terms of neuroscience. What's going on with our brains when we look back on 2023, when we reflect? The reason why it's important is because our brain loves patterns to save energy. So naturally, we tend to focus on the immediate future just to survive. So to create the intentional future, like we really want. You need to spend that extra energy to get it done because your brain's not going there. Exactly. So if you're not being intentional about it, we're just going to come back to the pattern and the cycle. You know, like We that. live that same story over and over again. Exactly. So we really need to interrupt that mm-hmm. by doing some reflection, having a conversation with ourselves. And we're going to share some quick and really easy tools by which you can do this when reflecting upon 2023. So let's get into it. And our first segment today is brought to you by Creamy Peanut Butter. Why peanut butter? Because on Lovemakers Podcast, we just love sharing things that we love. And that just happens to be peanut butter in this case, in case you didn't get that clue from the (laughs) beginning opening segment. And every week, our segments are going to be broken down into a creamy section, things that are going smoothly, maybe some tips, some insights, and a crunchy section, things that maybe need some smoothing out, a little more textured, a little more rough around the edges. So this week, we're going to start with the creamy section. So feel free to get out your peanut butter, eat along with us, maybe spread some along your face. It's a good moisturizer, right, Jade? You use it at night. I know that. No. What? Oh, maybe that's just me. (laughs) Maybe that's why the bed smells like peanut butter Oh my God. (laughs) It's great for the skin. Oh, no. No? (laughs) All right. With no further ado, we're going to get into the creamy section, which just happens to be looking back in 2023. And we've got a really great, simple tool in which you can do that. Jade's going to share the details of that. So go ahead, Jade. Take it away. Okay. So I've been doing this for the last few years, and it's very easy. It doesn't take too much time. All you need is your calendar and your photo album on your phone and maybe a piece of paper and a pen. 
go through from January to December, writing down what energizes you and what drains you. So, for example, for me, what energizes me is going for a hike, catching up with my friends, or going on a trip with Daniel, reading a book, or getting a massage, especially that one, or spending time with my niece, things like that. And brain. Wouldn't remember all these things unless we actually go in there and spend some time. So you go in there from January, and you will find out what actually energizes you, and also write down what drains you as well. And for me, what drains me could be like stuck in the traffic or stuck in the meeting. For me, it's winter. All winter long, <laughs> winter drains me. Yeah, or going to bed late, or watching YouTube videos, then the next morning I always feel really drained. Things like that. Last weekend we went out for the first time maybe in a year, and then we were up until midnight, and we didn't even drink a, a drop of alcohol. The next morning we're like, oh my god, I feel hangover. And <laughs>、uh, just. Just to,、uh, to clue the listeners in, why that might be is because normally we're in bed by nine p.m. Exactly, every night,、yeah. waking up at around five a.m.、Yeah. to six a.m.、Yeah. every morning. So we're like kindergarten kid, kids. We were taken out of that cycle, that routine, and our bodies and our brains was were not prepared for it. Yeah, <laughs> and that drained us, right?、Exactly. And that's maybe a clue that okay, looking ahead at twenty twenty four, we need to take this into account.、Yeah. This is where we stand. We stand where we if we go out. And or we're out past eleven, twelve p.m. Then there might be some consequences,、yeah. and that might drain us. Yeah, and the next morning, I've noticed that I'm craving more food because my body is like, "What's going on?" I mean, we had fun, but just noticing those is really important because if you don't notice that, and then you do it every weekend, and you're gonna damage your body, right? They have a question though.、Mm. So you know, we brought up our circumstance、yeah. of going staying out late this weekend.、Mm. And people might think, yeah, okay. So, energizing means positive,、mm. and draining means negative. Are all these things necessarily positive? Am I just making a list of my positive experiences of 2023 and my negative experiences of 2023? Is that what's happening? Well, you could see that way, but I don't see that as necessarily positive, negative, like black and white. Because sometimes, what drains me. Is something really helpful. For example, in winter, waking up early actually drains me, and it's not always easy and not always energizing. But I know that's gonna energize me later. So I don't think it's necessarily in that time while doing it, but it's like overall, and then thinking about the long term. Yeah,、it's、complicated, right? Yeah. In the circumstance where we were staying out the other night, that's because we were doing so to celebrate. Someone's birthday, and that brings us some energy. That's an energizing thing to socialize with a friend and to celebrate her、uh, happiness. So it's not always black and white. And I think when we do this list, we have to remember that the patterns that are both helpful to you and energize you, and the ones that are draining to you, can be ones that both of them that you might want to continue for complicated reasons, right? Or you know things that might stress you or drain you.、Mm. You might want that stress. Because it's growing you in some way, or it might be something that you want to continue going forward. You want to get better at exactly、right? that. But the reason we do this, we reflect on this, and we make this list 
is so that we just have that moment to think about it in mm. this way, to think about, okay, it does drain me, but is it something that is negative or is it something that's maybe stressing me, but I want to continue mm. because there's a destination that I want to reach by doing this activity? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then a good question to ask in that situation is you think about your past and the present and the future self. So when I think about something drains me now, the present self, I might ask, is my future self happy about this? Then even if that drains me right now, often will energize me long term. So what's helpful is bringing in this long term view on life. Speaking of questions, I do believe you yeah. have some questions by which people can just ask themselves these questions and get a little bit more out of the reflection. Am I right? Yeah, I have five questions to ask so that you can get more out of it from that discovery that you just did. Go for it. Okay, number one, what energized you the most this year? So it could be people, space or activities or it could be anything. So just noticing those things. And number two is what surprised the most and why? Number three is what drained you, but you like to continue because that helped you to evolve as a person. Right. That's kind of what we were just discussing, right? Yeah. Number four is, do you see any patterns? And number five is, what is the smallest thing you can do next? And how can you make sure that happened? So those five questions you need to ask after writing all this down then you will see patterns for sure. Let me put you on the spot. Did you see any patterns when you look back on 2023? Yeah, I did. When I eat late at night, that always makes me feel really heavy. I wouldn't sleep well and I will wake up feeling groggy. And the second one is not exercising in the morning. So sometimes when I'm feeling heavy, I'm like, okay, I'm going to exercise later. And often my life gets in the way. <laughs> I'm busy and doing other things. And before you know it, it's too late. I don't want to do too intense exercise at night because that's going to also interrupt my sleep. So for me, those two things were things that constantly happening. Yeah, let me pause you there because I think one thing that mm. I want to point out at this moment is, you know, you brought up the eating late at night thing. Yeah. And that was a pattern that, you know, a little behind the scenes here, we were talking about this before the episode. It's something that you didn't at least at first recognize. And it was me who brought it up to you, this pattern of, yeah, baby, I know that sometimes when you eat late at night, mm. you're, you don't feel so great. And the next morning you're groggy. And I think this is just an indication of an opportunity that we can do this with our partners. It shows that this is a great activity to do with another person. Yeah. Because they might see, especially someone that's close to you, like a, your partner, because mm. they are going to be more likely to see some patterns that you may miss. Exactly. That's really helpful because our brain automatically goes to the patterns of we already have, and it's difficult to notice those patterns. But when you're with somebody they can give you different perspective. Having somebody's opinion, somebody's observation always helps. Remember, we do this when we do it with our partners. We do it out of love, yep. not out of, out of criticism. Yeah, right? this that's isn't really a, important. I can't believe you did this in 2023. You need to change this. But mm. it's more of like, 
did you notice when this happened? Yeah. You weren't feeling so good. I have a question for you now. Uh, so what drained you, but you'd like to continue because that helped you evolve as a person you want to be? Well, this drains me actually mm. a little bit. The getting in front of a camera or a microphone or on stage and performing. Yeah. You know, some people become so natural that it's not a performance for them. And I, for me, it's getting there and I want it to get there. But it's still uncomfortable for me because I see myself as super introverted, someone who rather be putting their nose and face in a book or the computer working alone. So this having to be social or even like on stage personality is something really foreign to me Mm. and uncomfortable and draining at the moment. But it is something that I'm looking forward to the future of improving and actually relishing, thriving in. And I want to get to that point. And I feel like I can get to that point. And as I'm speaking about it right now, even I'm excited because I think I can do it and I want to do it. It might be draining at times, but I know somewhere down the line, Mm. I'm going to actually get some energy from it. And that's why I want to continue that. Yeah, exactly. This is the reason why we go through five questions so that we can reflect and don't fall back into the patterns that we have and then realize we actually have a choice, right? So now after all these five questions and you probably realize some things that you didn't before and when you find these things that energize you especially, then you must make sure that you plan and schedule on your calendar because if you don't schedule it, that's not going to happen. And what does that mean? It looks like paying ahead of time, maybe signing up for it. If you want to learn how to play tennis, instead of just thinking, oh, I'm going to play tennis this year, find the class and then sign up for it. I have a question for you. Yeah. What do you do if your partner finds something energizing, wants to create an event for it, but you yourself find it draining or vice versa? Mm. Like for instance, I know that I find watching Star Wars very entertaining and very energizing for me. I love it. But for you, thus far, you have found it quite draining, I believe. So what are you going to do in those circumstances where, you know, maybe your partner doesn't enjoy all the same things that you enjoy or find them as energizing? Like we said at the beginning, it's an inventory. So what inventory is that we take out what we've got, right? So it doesn't mean things are decided already. So we just know what we've got and we kind of get to know each other better. But it's probably not going to be the same thing that we like or it's going to affect the same way. So I think the first thing is to communicate with your partner. So let's try this. Are you ready? Yeah. Jade, I'm going to try to communicate with you here. Okay. (laughs) This is an example. Uh, Watching Star Wars really energizes me. Would you be willing to watch it with me and be energized together? (laughs) No. Oh, why not? Well, I probably could. Is it important that I watch it with you? No, not super important. Yeah, so then we solved the problem. But if your answer was, yeah, it's really important that you're watching it with me, then I can maybe go a little further 
asking specific things. Can we set a time together? Can we make sure that there is something that I can get excited about as well? For me, I love when you massage me or I love having popcorn with you or I love... Wait a minute. Yeah? But massaging <laughs> drains me. Yeah? <laughs> no, that's probably perfect then. So we have a little balance mm. in that, right? You get a little out of it. I get a little bit out of it. We have a compromise. Mm. Yeah. But that's an example of some communication, some back and forth and just finding out with love where do we stand on this? Yeah. And, and asking or requesting, but not demanding. Yeah. Understand that just because I request or I want something with you doesn't mean you have to do everything with me. But just having the conversation and understand, is it important to you? Why is it important to you? How can we meet the needs? It's because our goal is never to make one person happy while the other person suffers. Right? Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. We want to elevate and amplify each other, right? So just make sure we're a team here so that we look after each other's well-being <laughs> as well. Yeah, let's move on to 2024. Yep. Since we have an inventory of what's in our 2023 fridge, we can bring out, and everybody else, you can bring out the crunchy peanut butter now. You can uh, you can put it on their skin. I heard it's a great exfoliating cream. Oh, yeah. No, too far. <laughs> I love peanut butter, but not not like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's a tool we can use to level up our relationships and ourselves in 2024? And one thing that we like to use because it's simple and easy, and maybe you've heard it before, mm. it's called start, stop, continue. I know we're not the only ones out there using it. And the reason is because it's so easy and simple. And it's because it's just like it sounds. You name something or some activity that you want to start, something that you want to, or some things that you want to stop, and then diddle with continue. Yeah. What I like about this is we often think about, I don't know, like for me, I think about what to start or stop but rarely what to continue. And it pairs well with the previous activity to review 2023. So we now have a list of things, what's energizing us, right? What's energizing me and I like to continue. So I really like this simple, almost impossible to forget because it's only three words, super simple. Yeah. I think it's important though, when we do this exercise to distinguish between goal and action. Those words, goals and action. Yeah, it is really important. So goal is, say, for example, I'm going to publish a book. That might be a goal. And we say this a lot at the beginning of the year. I'm going to lose 10 kilos. I'm going to write a book. These are goals. And action is more like I'll write one hour every morning. I'm going to eat unprocessed food and exercise half an hour a day. These are very different. Goal is more like a noun, whereas action is more like a verb. Often we only say goals and forget about the specific action steps. And another thing to remember is the importance of setting a goal with identity attached. So who do I want to be? Who do I need to be to achieve this goal? Or who do I need to be to do these actions? That is identity. So who I am as a person to achieve this. 
And that's really, really important and often forgotten. We hardly talk about it, right? When you're asking people, like, what's your goal? What's your action steps, maybe? But have you ever asked people, hey, who do you need to be <laughs> to achieve that goal? It's not something we ask each other or ask ourselves. So I think it's quite similar to, you know, when, when we think about the start and stop and continue activity. We talk about stopping, what we are stopping and what we are starting, but rarely talk about continue. So I think the identity part is probably similar in that, in that sense. So it's, it's a little bit like attaching something to your ego. Yep. And our ego is probably our biggest driver of motivation. And if we can attach something to our ego, if we are conscious and intentionally attach something to our ego, it's almost like we can make it work for us mm. to make these goals or these actions so much more easier to accomplish. Uh, have you found any method by which you can do this? Like something easily, some way to easily attach some identity to your ego? Is there a way that you find that, like, for instance, if you want to lose 10 kilos, how can you attach to your ego this idea or to your identity, I am a person who is 10 kilos lighter? Right. Right? Mm. I don't know if that happens overnight, but do you have any tips or anything that could help? Like you said, it's not easy and it doesn't happen overnight. Because our ego identity is very, very strong and we don't always realize it. So I think the awareness is the first step. So when I'm asking or I'm writing down my goal, for example, my goal is writing a published book. So my action step then can be I, I'm going to write. I'm going to spend time writing every hour, every, every day, one hour, every morning. And then my identity, I could ask myself, okay, who do I need to be to write every day for an hour? Then I can give myself an answer. I need to be diligent. I need to trust myself. I need to trust the process. So it's like a similar to an inventory of what I'm actually believing about myself. I, don't, I think it's, a, it's more than thinking. It's a belief. What kind of belief do I have about myself? And I know it's not always easy because it's, like I said, not conscious a lot of times. And this is why coaching helps. When somebody else actually listens to you and you're, what you're saying, and then they can pick up like a few lines. Oh, that's interesting you say that. Is it true? Or do you want to keep it? Or do you want to change it? Or like they can challenge you. Yeah, it's like a, a mirror for you, mm. right? That reflection. That's kind of what we're doing trying to do with this looking back in 2023 as well and looking forward in 2024 there's this element of reflection because often we when we're in the moment going through our day mm. we only have one point of reference only one point of view and if you're working with a coach or if you're even like dedicating some intention behind reflection you're able to maybe see some things from a different point of view mm. and when you are when you do that, you can see the actions, the thoughts, and the behaviors that are all going into your your day to day life, and the maybe the whys behind it. And if it's if you're doing it with a coach, they might say, ask you, "I'm seeing this. Are you seeing this?" Mm. And if not, where is that disconnect? Yeah. And that just that conversation, it can, it, it's a great form of reflection. Yeah, I'm speaking of coaching, anyways. Exactly. Well, I have an example for that. I just remember 
this amazing coaching session that I had before we did a morning morning routine, waking up early. And I was describing how I want to get up early. And without even realizing, I was telling her, saying, I'm just lazy and I don't think I can do this, right? It's really difficult to change because I'm lazy. And my coach asked me, how does that thought help you? I like that question. And I see there that attaching of ego Mm. or identity to something. You had attached Mm. lazy to your identity. Right. But when she asked me, I was like, what are you talking about? That doesn't help me. And the coaching finished. And then after the coaching session, I came back to my normal life. And I realized this was my identity that was holding me so strongly. I don't know if you can relate to this. We'd rather be right than feeling better sometimes. I think it's crazy to think about it. And that's your brain. Right. Your brain both helping and hurting us, right? Our brain holding onto those identities because it wants to have some certainty in the world. Yeah. It goes all the way back to our caveman times when humans first were exploring the earth and you saw a tiger in the grass and your brain had to make an immediate judgment on is that tiger or is that grass? And it's better to run away and be wrong Mm -mm. than to guess the other way and be wrong and be dead. Yeah. (laughs) And our brains continue to operate in that way. And you see that with these identities. It's better to be hold on to that identity, the brain thinks, than to be thinking or reflecting constantly because that takes a lot of energy for the brain. And the brain doesn't want to do that. And it can be costly. Yeah. This is crazy to think about how our brain is not willing to let go of certain things that's not helpful and would like to complain about things. And like we all do that. It's not just me. We will all do that. And I think that's why it's important to realize and being aware, oh, my brain is trying to protect me. That's all that is. Yeah, exactly. It helps us, but it takes a lot of work on our part, a lot of effort and a lot of reflection to fight against it when we need to, when it's not benefiting us. Mm -hmm. For me, when I think about identity, I think of a balance. Because it's almost like a collecting evidence for who you want to become. And it's not easy and it takes a lot of effort and a lot of reflection, a lot of consistency. And you're putting one layer of evidence that, oh, I am diligent and I can be consistent and it becomes over 51, then it goes, this part goes down. You're shifting your identity. So Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot mm. of sense. And just to bring it to a concrete example, mm. if you go back to, your, you mentioned that coaching session mm. in which you thought of yourself as lazy. You had that identity, yeah. I'm lazy. What does this model, yeah. this evidence-collecting model yeah. look like? What, it, what it, did it look like for you? Because I don't think you feel that you're lazy anymore. Am I correct? Well, right after the coaching session, I got a little reframing like uh, changing my perspective a little bit but like I said our ego and patterns like strongly built still so it's not easy to break but I'd say there was a little sign that can be broken down so I what I was trying to do is I was trying to collect little evidence every day so for example before I was maybe looking at the evidence of why I'm lazy, whereas 
after the coaching session, I was collecting why I wasn't. Where in my life am I being consistent? Where in my life am I showing up? So those little things, like for example, if I was brushing my teeth every morning, that's being consistent, right? And if I was eating breakfast every morning, that's me being consistent. But what my brain was doing is looking at the things that it's not going well and labeling me as in like, you're not consistent and you're lazy. So is that 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 little shift, that initial trigger from the coach, yeah. that session that got you to think, oh, maybe I can look at this from a different perspective. Maybe I can start collecting evidence of when I'm not lazy mm. or where I am showing up. Yeah, that was the huge element. Did it happen overnight? Not at all. <laughs> I think it took me at least six months or a year of constantly collecting evidence. And I don't think it was like a such a long time either because my life, my whole life, <laughs> I was holding that other identity, right? And then like think about that, how difficult would that be to flipping? Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't, it definitely doesn't happen overnight. Image that comes to mind when you talk about this evidence collecting and it being a slow process mm. is is memory foam. You know the memory foam, the the stuff that we put in our mattresses often or our, and cushions. Mm. And if you sit on it and you get off, it bounces back, right? And it reforms to its original shape. Yeah. But over time, mm. that memory foam kind of takes the shape of your body or your your bottom if you're sitting on it or your body if you're laying on it. Mm. And it kind of forms around you over time. A little bit a little bit here, a little bit there. Mm. Whereas you don't maybe see the progress the first few months of sleeping on your new memory foam mattress, but over a few years, you can see it, that depression in there. You can see the evidence of it, of you having changed its form. Mm. And I think it, the same thing is happening when you're gathering evidence towards a new identity. Yeah. Right. Now, coming back to stop and start and continue, what would you like to stop and start and continue in terms of our relationship? Do you want to share with me? <laughs> uh, thanks for putting me on the spot, sweetie. <laughs> I guess I would stop. I would stop expecting you to come to me. Mm. After we have an argument, oftentimes I... I expect or I want you to come to me first mm. to apologize or to talk about whatever happened. But I want to stop that and realize that you, there's no expectation that you need or have to come to me first. I don't, I want to let go of that, let go of that expectation because I don't think it's a healthy thing. Mm. I think it's a dual thing. We should come together and work it out. And then sometimes it will be me, sometimes it will be you, sometimes it might be me 99% of the time, but that's also okay. Mm. All right, It's not necessarily uh, something that needs to be balanced. And I want to stop expecting that. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. And, and before I get into the, the start and continue, I think it would be better if we just went back and forth. So let me put <laughs> you back on the spot and give me something that you would like to stop in terms of a relationship in 2024? I'd like to stop judging ahead of time 
And I also like to stop assuming the worst. <laughs> That's what I like to stop. And I don't know if I can stop completely. And I know it's probably going to be the same for you. But I'd like to try at least. And, and this, I think, is a good time to bring up mm. to everybody. Like these, when we're talking about the start, stop, and continues, or even the, the energizing, draining aspect, mm. and we're looking forward to 2024, we aren't looking forward or planning to complete everything that we set out for ourselves 100%. Right? We are simply setting intentions or actions that we intend to meet our goals, but if we meet 2% of our goal, that's okay. All right, We're not going to judge ourselves inadequate if we only reach two, three, four, five percent mm. of our goal, or not at all, even. Yeah. What we are doing here is trying to set an intention so that our energy is directed towards where we want to go in life. Mm. Yeah. And think about really the noun and the verb analogy. And I want to focus more on the verb rather than the noun. So noun was in as in destination, verb as in action. So What's our intention behind it? And I'd like to be kinder. I'd like to try these things. And that's more action-oriented rather than we need to get there. Otherwise, we can't be happy. We're not, we're not in a successful relationship. That's very extreme. It's the old adage, it's, it's about the journey, mm. right? Not the destination. Yep. It's the journey that matters most. For sure. All right. So getting back to the stop, start, and continue, mm -hmm. do you have something that you would like to start in terms of our relationship? I like to start building community as a couple. Uh, now we've been together for the last couple of years. <laughs> I hope you get that one right. Wow. We might have to stop this podcast right now. <laughs> you know, we've been spending a lot of time together, two of us and with family, but I always wanted to expand our community a little bit further. And with now our coaching business as well, that might be really helpful for us and for other people as well, letting other people know what we are doing. And so I think it's a great opportunity to, to expand to maybe to other couples or like other minded people in the, in the creator community. So if you're listening to this, Reach out to us. <laughs> Especially all you Star Wars fans out there. Oh, no. Right? <laughs> peanut butter fans, maybe. <laughs> okay. It could group watch Star Wars while eating peanut butter together. Wow. Okay. I tried. <laughs> well, for me, I know you didn't ask, but I'm just going to assume <laughs> that you're going to ask. I would like to start, I guess, learning more Korean. Mm. Not because... I've been here in Korea for nearly eight years and it's about time, although that is part of it. But in terms of our, our relationship, mm. it directly affects us because I am living currently with you and your family. Part of your family is with us as well. So, and being able to com communicate with them is very important mm. to me. And right now, I can't really communicate with them very well because I speak mostly English and they speak no English. And that can be, it's not, I, I wouldn't say frustrating because it's not really frustrating at all. Actually, it's kind of cute at times and fun. But I do, I think it does prevent us from getting to know each other mm. on a deeper level. And if we are able to do that, I know that 
our bond, you and I, our bond will grow even stronger, even more uh, deeper than it already is if I could connect deeper to your family. What about you? What would you like to continue, Jade, in our relationship? Do you have a continue? Yeah, I'd like to continue our morning routine, especially the meditation in bed the first thing in the morning. Well, maybe not the first thing for me. Sometimes I go to the bathroom first. Yeah, that's true. But most of the days, we start our days with meditation and we head to the gym together. Not always. I mean, if I have a coaching session early in the morning, sometimes I skip that and then I go to the gym later. But I'd say we do that five out of seven days or maybe six, we go to the gym together. And I want to piggyback out that for my continue, Mm. if I may. What I'd like to continue is our nighttime journaling together. Mm. We do gratitude journaling at night and then we share with each other what we wrote. And I want to continue that. I think it's one of the nicer things that we do together. It can be draining for me at times because, you know, I get done taking a shower, getting ready for bed, and I come into the bedroom and I'm like, oh, I got to do the journal. But all I really want to do right now is just go right to sleep. But I want to continue taking that two minutes. It really only takes like two minutes Mm. to write it out and talk about it before I go to sleep. Yeah. I mean, I have a suggestion. Why don't we do our gratitude journal at dinner time? Because when we come home, we're sitting at the table together and one of us is cooking often. Then we can just sit down and write down, spending a couple minutes. And then maybe we can talk about what we're grateful for the day and then sharing over dinner. And that's going to be amazing feeling when we are eating and looking back the day. That sounds good. Mm. I, I think... Of course, we won't be able to do it every night, Mm. but like 90% of the time, I think we can do that. That's great. We should keep this in the podcast. This is a great example of communication and reason why we do this exercise as a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was not planned. Mm. No, that's great. During dinner, I think is the perfect time to do that. Yeah, then we don't feel super tired. Like before we go to bed, often for me as well, I'm like, I just want to go to bed. I know it's only two minutes, but I just feel like these two minutes feels like two hours. (laughs) However, I'm getting better at it. We don't miss the journaling as often these days. We probably do it 95% of times, right? But still, I would like to elevate that. And the elevation looks like, for me, sharing with each other. And that actually feels real. All right. So moving on from the start, stop, continue. Mm -hmm. I did want to bring up a few other things that people can do if they're working with their partner on leveling up 2024, looking ahead, setting goals and actions, Mm. is if you could take a moment with your partner and just ask each other some questions about what your expectations for the year is. Mm. Where do you want to be as a couple by the end of the year? Mm. I think that could be really powerful. And I suggest maybe just like setting the stage first, Mm. find something relaxing that the two of you can do together. Yeah. Probably involves peanut butter for us. For sure. Maybe for others as well, I hope. So get out the crackers, get out the peanut butter, maybe a candle if that's your thing, maybe some wine if that's your thing, and then just sit down and have a conversation about what you want 2024 to look like. And maybe maybe if you're not the conversation type, you're more of like, I need to write this down, Mm. bring a notebook in, write it down. Yeah. Uh, and you could do this together yeah, as a couple. For sure. And when you write it down with words, it's on the paper. 
and you can see visually, so it doesn't feel as abstract as it it sounds, right? So you're writing down. You don't you don't have to write down every single word, but writing down keywords for me always helps when I'm writing down, and I can see with my eyes, and later on I can come back to it. Whereas if I just think about it, I'm like, oh yeah, that was a great idea, but I don't know what I was thinking. And yeah, yeah, I would say first, just make sure that you just have that conversation with your partner.、Mm-hmm. Just make sure you set aside that time and talk about what you want that 2024 to look like. And like you said, if you want to level it up, write it down,、mm-hmm. put it in a journal, make it a point to have those actions and goals on paper. And then there, if you want to level it up even further, I would say revisit them. Yeah, come back to them maybe once a month, once a week,、mm-hmm. whatever works for you as a couple. All、right, and just see how pro- the progress has been made throughout the year. Yeah, that's important because if we don't reflect, we're not going to be able to see how much we have progressed. And as I said in the beginning, collecting the evidence is really important part of any shifting involved. And so, as a couple, we write down, reflect upon it, not to criticize what didn't go well, but just to see, oh, where we started and where we're going. Yeah, and celebrate those small wins、yes. along the way.、Yeah. I think that is just as important as as looking ahead、mm. and seeing where the changes can be made. Yeah, is reflecting on those small wins、mm. as well because that's the collecting the evidence part. Yeah, exactly.、Right? That's collecting the evidence that's going to change that identity,、mm. which yeah, really just as important. Yeah, and you know when I did my review 2023, I was so surprised how many things that I've done and how many amazing things we've done together. Actually, I. Have forgotten. If I didn't go back to my calendar and my photo album, I wouldn't have recalled those moments. Often we're too busy thinking about like, oh, what am I going to eat today? <laughs> Or where am I? Where am I going tomorrow? What am I going to wear? Things like that. I'm not saying it's not important, but if we don't look back and celebrate small wins,、um, it's not going to come back automatically. Yeah, and if. You really want to dig into this,、mm. and you really want to dig into reflecting on your 2023 and looking ahead to 2024.、Mm. I suggest, and if you're going to do it on your own, especially, I suggest breaking it down,、mm. breaking your life down into four basic pillars,、oh. and that would be artistry, so your career, what you put out into the world, your well-being,、mm. your your physical and mental well-being, your connection to others.、Mm. And then finally, your lifestyle. So that's your environment and what you do for fun,、mm. your hobbies. So if you just look at those four pillars, those four categories, and then ask yourself, maybe what do I want to start, stop, continue in each of them? Yep. Right. What energizes and drains me、mm. in them? And do it with a partner so that you can reflect together and look back at it together, and maybe catch things that your partner doesn't catch, or plan things together that will help each other in. A certain pillar,、mm. I find breaking those things down into pillars like that can be so helpful. And I know on our podcast we're going to be mostly focusing the connection pillar of people's lives,、yep. and even narrowly more on like the relationship part、yep. of the connection.、Yeah. But I do want to bring up there's so much more that these things that we bring up on the podcast,、yeah. especially these reflection、mm. stuff, is going to be so beneficial through. All the pillars、yeah. of your life,、yeah. you know, artistry, connection, well-being, and even 
lifestyle. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so yeah, these are like all interconnected, so we can't really separate individually and looking into one thing only. They're all related. And I just wanted to share the two questions that I really love when you ask me. Yeah. So the first one is, how are you a better person with me? Oh, yeah, that is a great question. Yeah, that's a great question. (laughs) And then number two is, how can I help amplify that even more of what you have? Those two questions. Can you say them again? Okay. The first one is, how are you a better person with me? And the second question is, how can I help amplify that even more of what you have? One takeaway here mm. before we wrap, wrap up is do this when you're doing it with a partner, mm. do it with love. Yeah. Right. It's not a comparison thing. It's not a criticism. It's coming from love. Yeah. You're trying to help each other and help the relationship. And then also it's not a contest to to with yourself or with your partner mm. to show to show up a hundred percent. Right. Right. We want to show up. Mm. We definitely always want to show up, but we have to be able to embrace that imperfection yeah, as well. Yeah, for sure. It's one thing to get inspired, but another thing to actually compare. And comparison never feels great. Right. I think that's a great segue to wrap up today's episode and a great takeaway that we're not perfect here and that it's not our goal. Mm. We're just looking to make that attempt to level up. That's our intention. Yeah not 100% or bust. It's just make, show up and make that attempt. Yep. So Jade, I look forward to 2024 with you and leveling up 2024. And I hope all our listeners do as well with their partners and with their themselves as well. Mm. And I would love to hear from all of you out there how that goes in the future. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that about wraps it up then. If today's conversation resonated with you, Don't forget to subscribe on your platform of choice. Your feedback means the world to us. Take a moment to leave a review and let us know your thoughts. And if you have a question, feel free to drop us a line at daniel at intermeetsouter.com or jade with a Y at intermeetsouter.com. And for a regular dose of love and inspiration, make sure to subscribe to Intermeets Outer's newsletter. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, keep nurturing that beautiful connection between your inner self and the outer world. We love you. You deserve love.